Hello and welcome to day 27 of lockdown and day 27 of our podcast. My name is Kirsten Farquharson and with me I have the incredible Danielle Dutoy. Today we have an absolutely inc incredible guest. Dr. Marin Young is a specialist child psychiatrist. She obtained her med medical degree at the University of Pretoria. After completing her internship and community service in a rural area of Limpopo, she continued to work as a medical officer in psychiatry and pediatrics, both in Limpopo and Johannesburg. She then trained in psychiatry at the University of Cape Town and further completed the fellowship in child and adolescent psychiatry at Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital in Cape Town. After several years in private practice, as well as providing support at UCT's student wellness service, she is now permanently based in Claremont. She continues to act in a sessional capacity at Falkenberg Hospital, providing juvenile criminal capacity assessments for the Department of Justice. Dr. Young is married and lives with her husband and two children. She lives a balanced life, strongly committed to family, an attribute that enriches her approach to mental wellness and health. She is going to be speaking to us today about children and anxiety. Dr. Young, it is such a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. Yeah, it's so cool to be with you guys. Thank you so much, Dr. Young. We are so honored to have you on our show. I think these are such a good idea. I think people really need to be listening to stuff. Um, so I think these are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, what we'd like to ask you this morning is, is mostly around anxiety and especially around anxiety in kids. You know, this is such an anxiety provoking time. Can you please tell us a little bit more about what is anxiety in children? So it's an interesting question because I think anxiety in children is exactly the same as anxiety in grown-ups. Um, I don't think there's that much of a difference. It just sometimes looks different. So I think the easiest way that I use to explain anxiety to kids is that it's kind of like our early warning system. We kind of need something to let us know when we're in danger or when there's things that we need to be careful about. Um, so the example I always give is um, if you were a caveman and you left your cave um, or if you walked out of my office and you found that there was a lion in your way, how would you feel? You would probably feel pretty scared and that would be a good thing because if you weren't scared of the lion, then the lion would eat you. Um, and so we need this early warning system to tell us that there are things that we need to be careful about and things that we need to be cautious about and things that we need to think about to keep us safe. Um, and that's kind of where the anxiety comes in. It's either that kind of uneasy feeling where you're looking to assess, is there a threat, is there danger? Or it could range all the way to full-on panic where you've seen the lion and where your body just gets this flood of adrenaline and it prepares you to fight the lion or run away from the lion or to sit really, really still so that the lion won't see you. And everywhere when there aren't lions. So when we get that kind of panic response to a little kitty cat, then that's a little bit different. So basically for kids, anxiety is just our early warning system letting us know that there's danger or that there's things that we might be worried about that we need to be cautious about. I think that's such a helpful way to explain it to children. It really puts it into perspective for them and helps them to understand. How might anxiety in children present during the lockdown? So I, 
In a lot of different ways. I mean, we all know anxiety can be anything from worries to just an uneasy feeling to full-on panic attacks. Uh, so I think it's helpful to think about it in three kind of different ways. So firstly, physical things. So obviously, because this is a biological response, our body reacts to anxiety-provoking or stressful situations. So we might it might just be that uneasy butterfly in your tummy kind of feeling. Um, we might get more headaches or tummy aches. Often the younger kids, they find it hard to express what they're thinking or feeling, but they might come with more headaches, more tummy aches, um, and it could range all the way up to a full-on panic attack where you have this flood of adrenaline where your body is trying to prepare you to fight that line or run away from it. So your heart's beating fast, um, you're breathing uh, more so that you can get more oxygen into your body. Your heart pumps to get that oxygen down to your, your legs so that you can run away or your arms so you can fight the lion. Um, it can then also kind of divert blood away from the non-essential bits. So you don't need to be digesting your lunch when you are about to be lunch. So that's where the butterflies in your tummy kind of feeling comes and that like icky, nauseous feeling because um, your body's not worried about, about what you had for lunch. Um, and so lots of physical things, but then lots of mental things as well. So the worries, the um, thinking things through, um, nightmares, bad dreams, uh, they might tell you that they're scared of the monsters in the dark. They might tell you that they're worried that something bad's going to happen to you if you go to the shops. Uh, so it might be kind of mental manifestations and then behavioral things. So kids will often act out their feelings um, so more tantrums than usual or more clingy behavior, needing more reassurance. Um, I always say it to, to my, my parents that I see, but also myself because I'm a parent, um, when your kids are giving you a hard time, it's more than likely because they're having a hard time. And so we might see more behavioral stuff now during lockdown, especially since we're with our kids pretty much 24-7. Um, we're really going to be noticing that, I think. Sure, that is such a poignant statement. If your kids are giving you a hard time, then they're most likely having a hard time. I think that's such a true thing to say. Dr. Young, what coping mechanisms in that case could parents use to support their children suffering from anxiety during lockdown and if they're giving them a hard time? Um, I, I think it's important to acknowledge that our children have feelings. Uh, just like we have feelings, our children have feelings. And so we are in a privileged position where we get to help our children decide and learn about those feelings. So we, we let our kids do hard things all the time so as parents. We let our kids learn how to walk where they fall and they hurt themselves. And that's scary for a child. So it's an example that most of us, you know, once our kids have gone over the age of one, we, we kind of know how to deal with those challenging situations. And that's a helpful thing to just look back and remember. So firstly, we put things in place to keep them as safe as possible. So our bodies are designed for this danger signal. So we think that they're aligned. So as parents, firstly, we put safety things in place. So we make sure that we don't let our kids go play outside on jungle gyms when there could be COVID contamination. So we make sure that we keep them safe. So that's the one thing. The second thing is that as parents, we let our children do challenging things. And so part of dealing with anxiety is knowing that we know how to do this, knowing that we know how to deal with our children's anxiety. So, so just like when 
kids are little and we're teaching them how to walk, we let them do challenging things and we let them do things that are scary for them. We make sure that they don't go into danger. So if they fall into somewhere where they're going to get really badly hurt, like an open fireplace, firstly, we try to protect them from that. So we don't let them walk around open fireplaces, but also we then show them that this is the real dangerous situation and then they learn that this is something to really be fearful of. If they just trip over the rag, we acknowledge that they have feelings. So I think that's one of the really important things now. If, if kids are feeling anxious, we acknowledge that anxiety, but we also don't act completely terrified. We try and stay calm and just like you'd say to a baby, like, oh, shame, that looked owie, did you get a fright? And then we pick them up and we let them do the challenging behavior again. We let them learn how to walk. We can do that now. We can acknowledge that they're feeling scared or anxious, but we show that we're not completely terrified, that we've got this, we've got them, we've got the situation. So that's the one thing. Um, the second thing I think is just to um, let them develop healthy coping strategies. So you can let them talk about their worries. You can help them to know what is a real worry and what's not. So we, we kind of keep things real. They can play thought detective so they can um, see which, which thoughts are, uh, is it really a valid concern? How valid? Out of 10, would you really say so? Has this happened before? Is it likely to happen again? If they're worried about you going to the shops and something bad happening, well, you know, did I come back okay last time? Every time we've gone to the shops together, has anything happened? So they can kind of, um, they can get accurate thoughts. We can help them to promote accurate thoughts. Um, and we can even help them, especially for the younger kids, if they're worried about a monster, we can almost externalize it as well. We can let them create a, a worry character so that they can be the brave one, but the worry character can um, have the worries. Uh, I think there's lots and lots of strategies that, that you can use. Um, also just remembering that you can also ask for help. If you've tried all the things that you know, you can enlist help from friends, from family, or from people who know more, from psychologists, uh, counselors, psychiatrists, your GP. Um, you can get helpful strategies from all of those people. I really love those strategies. I love the idea of externalizing and I love the idea of thought detectives. I think that's such a fun way for kids to examine their thoughts, look for evidence, just like you said. And also I think just you know, knowing how to deal with the children's anxiety for parents to know that is going to be super calming for kids to, to present that in a really calming way. Dr. Young, when would parents need to seek help from a clinician? So when would it be important for them to seek help, like you said, when, you, when it's important to ask for help? So I think it's helpful to remember that anxiety is good. So if you were the little caveman walking from one cave to the next cave, um, you need to be a little bit more vigilant and a little bit more anxious because you might be presented with a lion. Um, that's why change is so hard for us. That's why lockdown is so hard for us because we're in this strange environment and our bodies are primed to be looking for danger and threat. Um, and so a little bit of anxiety is good. It helps us, it motivates us, it keeps us safe. I think it's where that anxiety escalates to the point where it's so distressing that as a parent, you don't know how to contain that and you don't know how to get your child calm again. So if the distress is super high or if it's getting in the way of life, so if it's functionally impairing, so if your child can't do what they would normally need to do, socialize, sleep, eat, 
um, do their schoolwork. If the anxiety stops them from doing that, then I think it's time for you to get help. Or if you're worried that there's something else, if there's a family history of stuff, or if your child's got lots of headaches and lots of tummy aches, and you think it's anxiety, but you're not 100% sure, then trust your instinct. You, the parent, get some help. What's the worst that could happen? Somebody says to you, no, actually, don't worry about it. I think this is okay. I think knowing where that line is is so comforting because for a lot of parents, they, they often sit there and I'm an R and I'm an R and just knowing that there is that line to say, you know what, it's okay. Let's just ask. It's okay. Um, can be so comforting. So thank you for that. As parents, we ask for lots of other things. If we're worried that our kids got a fever, we go and we check. If we're worried that our kids aren't learning how to walk quickly enough, we go and we check. But somehow for anxiety or depression or feeling stuff, we're too worried to go and check. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. We're allowed to do that. Yeah, it is so true. It is okay to ask for help, especially at a time like this. You know, the more we connect with other people, the more we branch out, it's, it's a time of isolation, but it's also a time of connection in so many ways. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Dr. Young, what piece of take-home advice would you want parents to hold on to during the lockdown? So I think, I think the big thing for me is that this is a stressful time and that it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to acknowledge our own feelings as parents and also our children's feelings. Feelings are real and they have value. Um, and... Uh, I think if your child feels like it's not normal to live through a zombie apocalypse, it's okay because it kind of does feel like that at the moment. Um, so to acknowledge the to acknowledge your child's feelings, um, but also to stay calm and to know that we do challenging things all the time and that this is a challenging thing, but that we will be able to do this together. Um, but also that help is always available and that it is totally fine to ask for help. Yeah, I think that's really important. Uh, and that if we just try and find a new kind of way of keeping things routine and putting things in place that are healthy and good for us as a family and for us as our children, um, that that's a way for us to kind of get through this. Thank you so much for just telling us about, you know, anxiety in children in a way that is so accessible for children and and it's it's really so helpful for them to to understand and also just you know speaking on on that it's okay to ask for help and creating space for that i think that's going to be so freeing for parents knowing that it's okay to ask for help and what it looks like and also just explaining you know if they've got a sore throat you'll ask for help from a gp so thank you so much dr young for your time and for explaining things in such an incredible way we so so appreciate your valuable time your insight your wisdom it's really been such a pleasure thank you such a pleasure thanks so much for chatting to me oh it really has been such a pleasure dr young and you're so right that this does feel a little bit like a zombie apocalypse yeah. <laughs> i think that's a very <laughs> apt description and it is a very challenging time but um, thank you so much for describing anxiety in children so eloquently, even though it is very similar to adult anxiety, as you say. Thank you for describing how it might present in kids and how it might look a little bit different, even though the experience of it might be much the same. So thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Pleasure.
So for those of you that want to contact Dr. Yang, you can go have a look at her website. It's www.drmerinyang.co.za.